Hi, and welcome to Screens and Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Brooke. I'm Diana. And this is episode 37. Today, we will be discussing The Walking Dead, season 9, episode 15 and 16, with the theme of adversity. We'll also talk about other shows and movies that we've watched, including Us, Green Book, The Wife, and The Central Park Five. Before we dive in, how are you, Diana? I'm doing good, Brooke. Awesome. I had a great week. Great. What did you do? Yeah, well, I was off of work for a few days. So. Oh, nice. That's always great. <laughs> yeah. So I was able to do some things around the house, but um, there was a few highlights, but one of them was uh, Wednesday night, I was able to see Michael Buble. Ooh. I love Michael Buble. Cool. And he was phenomenal. His voice was so good. It was just as good as his listening on the radio or CDs. I listen to CDs still. <laughs> so um, it was just as good because some people don't sound as good live. And uh-huh. he was so good. And he was uh, funny and personable and Aww. grateful and gracious. And I just, he, I wasn't sure how singing those type of songs would be in a you know, big venue. It's like he's one person. I don't know. It just the, I was curious because I thought it would need to be in a smaller area to enjoy his music, and it wasn't. Somehow mm. he's able to captivate the whole audience, wow. and just listening to the whole orchestra was so amazing. Ooh, an orchestra! Yeah, um, he tells you stories of his childhood and his grandfather influencing him and his parents, and so kind of just really brings you in. And one of the times was he was saying he was really young, 16er, and he used to, his grandfather would barter, uh, I think it was plumbing or something to get him to sing at those places. And um, he kind of, and then he brings down these lights and everything to make it seem like he was back there in that. Um, oh really that club yeah oh. it was like like we're gonna act like we're right back in that club oh, okay. and it was just you know so uh, he put on a show yes oh. and so it was just amazing it was so i i loved it it was great so i just love him even more now oh so you recommend his show yes cool where'd you see it oracle oracle Re- i mean Arena. oakland yeah oakland yeah the oakland coliseum yes cool yeah was it the indoor or outdoor it- um, indoor. Okay. There was also an A's game. Oh, wow. So traffic getting in was a little tough. Yeah. Um, it nice. was good, though. Getting oh, out was great. That's cool. Yeah. Well, I'm glad a you enjoyed A very good friend of mine got me the tickets for my birthday. Oh, happy very birthday. Sweet of her. No, it was way back. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> December. But, uh, yeah. But uh, it was so sweet of her. But mm. And so... Yeah. And so you both went together. No, she didn't want to go. Oh, she just knew that you wanted to go. <laughs> yes. That's really awesome. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't she amazing? Mm-hmm. She's like, I know how much you love him, so here you go. Aww. And take someone else, because I'm not going with you. <laughs> I'm not going with you. That's pretty cute. Oh, she's one of our big fans of our oh. podcast, too. Shout so. out, big yeah. fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So how was your week? My week was good. It was really nice. I'm a hairstylist, as you know, and I've known Diana for probably about 10 years now. And we met because I was her son's hairstylist. When they came in, they were just young teenagers with their long rock and roll hair. It was so awesome. (laughs) I love those boys. And Diana and I have been friends ever since, and I've been doing her hair for as long as that time as well. So 
Uh, this week, I actually, uh, I did your hair. You did. That made me very happy to see you <laughs> twice this yeah, week. Yeah, exactly. And I did so many other beautiful colors and haircuts this week that I'm so proud of and that I post on my social media so I could yeah. share it all with you too. So yeah. that's what I did. Uh, family, of course, mm-hmm. and just had a pretty regular, smooth, down week. It was yeah. just, it was great. Yeah. Good, successful week. Yeah. And yesterday was beautiful. And as you know, I went to Monterey and it was just oh, so beautiful. Awesome. I love Monterey. Day. Yeah. Did you have any seafood on your? I did. Yeah. Yeah, cool. oh, we went to like a little tiki Hulu's or something like oh. that, and it's um, fun seafood um, tacos. So it was yummy. Awesome. Well, I I also actually did get to go see a movie, and so that made me kind of wonder about watching movie. Like, what if we didn't have movies one day? Like, let's just say in the apocalypse. Yeah, and we're like. You and I love movies and TV so yes. much. What would we do without movies and TV? Die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> reenact like, them. Yeah, exactly. We, them. we could yeah. have our own kingdom, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, in yeah. theater and plays. Yeah. But I was wondering, like, what movie would you, what would be your favorite movie that you would want to watch while living in the zombie apocalypse? Funny you ask. Mm-hmm. I have thought about this before. Yeah. Uh, for me, it would have to be something so entertaining. And I mean, because I love so many movies, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't want to watch like, you know, <laughs> a depressing true uh, apocalypse movie. Right. <laughs> I would not want to watch that. So I would want to watch something like uh, Forrest Gump. Yes. Um, Back to the Future. Yes. Just those. I. It just make me so happy to have right. those around to watch. Right. Oh, that's a good point. And back to the future, there's, you know, Doc Brown. He's a scientist. He's always inventing and creating. Yeah. And maybe that would help inspire some survival techniques. That's true, right? You know, just yeah, keep, yeah. like, oh, well, if he could do it, then yeah, we've got to yeah. be able to do something yeah, around I know, here. right. Um, that, that's a, those are good ones. Those yeah. are one of my favorites. Actually, yeah. Boris Gump, for the longest time, was my favorite movie yeah. and still gets me in my heart, yeah. you know, to this day. Um, I think my movie would probably be something lighthearted like mrs yeah. doubtfire oh yeah that is one of my I most favorite movies movie, yes. um, robin williams yeah, yeah you know you can laugh you can yeah. cry yes uh it's just yeah. to me that was that's a movie that i can always you know if i see it on demand mm-hmm. ooh, i want to watch that again yeah like, we own it and it's, yeah. it always makes us laugh yeah so. well i do that with jim carrey too I, he just like um, fun with Dick and Jane or mm-hmm. me myself and Irene. Oh my gosh, we're on the floor laughing so yeah. hard. Those are those are funny. <laughs> I, those. I just watched Bridesmaids a little bit. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh, <laughs> so funny. Uh, it is. Those are, are great. So comedies are good. So yeah. I'm feeling this is you know kind of going. Well, Forrest Gump isn't a comedy, but that's well, just so heartwarming. Yeah, I mean it can it's be kind of yes, funny. Yes, you know, yeah. like. Oh, when the president, yeah. was it President Johnson? He asked him, like, are he was... giving the Purple Heart? Or who oh, was that? I can't remember. Whatever. He was like, how, do you, how are you feeling, son? And he got shot in the butt in yeah. Vietnam. He was yeah. like, I got to pay because he drank all those Dr. <laughs> yes, Pepper. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he's, yeah, he was pretty cute, yeah. Forrest Gump. And it was a little bit sad. But I love yeah. that movie. Mm-hmm. So, listeners... Let us know what you would do or what movie you would like to, to see in the zombie apocalypse. Uh, you can reach us on our website, 
comment on our YouTube channel and check out our Instagram. Leave us comments. Give us your feedback. We want to know what movie you would like to see while living in the zombie apocalypse. Yes, let us know. Yeah. Okay, and now for our recaps. Season 9, Episode 15, The Calm Before. This episode had me at the edge of my seat the entire time. The fair at the kingdom almost seems too good to be true. Everything was going so well. People were having a great time socializing and laughing, trading goods, enjoying activities, and they got excited to see a movie in the theater. Alpha fit right in at the fair with her new wig, and I have to say, she cleans up so beautifully. She carefully gathers information about the other communities by eavesdropping, which she could possibly use against them eventually, and she even introduces herself to Ezekiel as Debbie. Alpha surprised Lydia and tried to persuade her to go back with her. Lydia refuses to leave the kingdom, and Alpha tells Lydia, You are weak. You always were. <laughs> With all the rejoicing going around, Daryl, Carol, and Michonne lead a crew to the hilltop for protection from the Whispers. On their way to hilltop, they ran into the Whispers in the woods, and Alpha shows Daryl what will happen to them if they cross paths and territories again. Alpha lets them go. They find Sadiq beaten and tied up. He shows his friends what the evil whispers have done to their friends. It was shockingly horrific. I did not expect to see so many people of their crew with their heads on pikes. Yes, zombie heads on pikes. Total devastation. We said goodbye to two highwaymen, including their leader, Ozzy, DJ, a savior, Addie, Rodney, and Frankie, Henry's friends, Tammy, the new adopted mommy. Mm. Finally, Enid, Tara, and Henry, our poor Prince Henry. Devastating. So sad. Season 9, episode 16, The Storm. So some time has passed since the horrible slains, and winter has arrived, and with that, the kingdom has fallen, which is totally devastating. Fires have damaged their home, crops have died, and they can't survive if they stay. So they must evacuate and trek through a whiteout snow blizzard to get to Hilltop, while fearing a run-in with Alpha and the Whispers. Meanwhile, the Alexandrians battle a violent freezing storm with no heat, and Judith, running off to find Dog, and Negan, running off to find Judith, in the end, all make it through the storm, but this episode was heartbreaking to me. With losing so many people in the previous episode, here they seem to lose their homes, their safety, and Lydia struggles with her will to live. In the end, a snowball fight gives a glimmer of hope in the season finale, and I look forward to season 10. Me too. All right, Brooke, where did you see the theme of adversity in these episodes? I saw the theme adversity with Hilltop's leader, Tara, being gone, mm -hmm. and the other community members from Hilltop, including Enid, Tara, you know, the when they were all being when they were all kidnapped yeah. in that barn, uh, the highwaymen and including their leader Ozzy, which is he was so brave. I just loved his character. Mm -hmm. And that former savior DJ, he's so handsome, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> they valiantly fought their way into that barn where the trade fairs group were kidnapped and they were being held 
um, they, Ozzy and the Savior, they gave them a, a break mm-hmm. to, so that they could all stand up and fight the Whispers for their lives. Uh, they were defeated, and they all ended up with their heads on pikes. Uh, just really, I mean, I don't even know. At, obviously, we don't really need to see that part of it as far as like how they yeah. did all of that. I just, that scene was so emotional for me. It was. Tammy. It was huge. To mm-hmm. me, it was like the hugest thing, I think. Right. That the walking dead has ever done it was so in a bad way impactful i feel like because i've actually i read some articles and people were comparing it to game of thrones oh, the, yes, red, the wedding. red wedding mm-hmm. so for me watching tammy stand up watching enid kind of toss her hair and the slow motion with mm-hmm. her grabbing her dagger mm-hmm. just so brave and as you know we're going to talk about later where you'll mention Sadiq but Mm -hmm. his speech and just how they filmed that just made it even more um I loved it strong it was you know um and how they kind of went backwards while their friends were looking for them their loved ones right yes you know and uh yes as Sadiq was giving his speech he was talking about how brave each of them were and then Mm -hmm. we would flash um back Back. into the other people of the community asking about them like oh i've seen each person yes Yes. and then we would see tara and then they would ask about somebody else and then we would see it so it was just heartbreaking to see it i just thought it was that whole writing filming yeah was phenomenal and finally when daryl carol and michonne were released by the Whisperers, and they found Sadiq tied up, mm-hmm. and they led them to that hor- He led them to yeah. that horrific scene up on that hill mm-hmm. with the the stakes in the ground, and I'm like, oh, those are heads! Like, oh my gosh! So then yeah. they walk closer and closer, yeah. and Daryl just grabs Carol and protects yeah. her, holding her. Don't look, don't look, and just her face. Oh no, no, no! Yeah, just look at me. Yeah. Just look at me, and then the music. Oh. Yeah. And then they just like zoom in on every last one of them. Actually, yeah. when they showed Tara that I couldn't see her face entirely, mm-hmm, it was a little mm-hmm. blurry. Yeah. I thought it was Rosita because yeah. uh, Father Gabriel was Looking, asking, Oh, yeah. have you seen her? And yeah. I didn't know he was talking about Tara. Yeah. I thought Rosita. Mm-hmm. Well, in the comics, it is Rosita. So. Oh, okay. And so I was, purposely don't read comics just because well, I have... Well, I don't, but I, oh, you, I've read oh. about that that is who is it. And she's who, pregnant in the comics? To be. Yes. Ah! Yes. Robert Kirkman, how dare you? <laughs> Wait. Yeah, how does that happen? I don't know. Yeah. Now we'll have to go back and read that for sure. But yes, I've read that it's supposed to be Rosita, and I've read that she was pregnant. So I don't know if that timing is still mm. the same or not. Okay, I just, yeah, you know, like, um, but yeah. don't kill no pregnant ladies, I and know. don't be killing well, babies. Well, that's why they're saying <laughs> that they were glad that The Walking Dead didn't follow everything. That the show didn't yeah. follow the comics. Yeah. Because they think that would have been not good television. But who's to say? they Kids get killed on the yeah. show, you know? Sounds super traumatic. Well, Ezekiel was, was so supposed traumatic. to yeah. uh, die, too. That's why people mm. at the end, when, when she goes up and they're looking, um, but it's Henry that they're looking for. Mm. Yeah, it totally was. Awesome. So, 
Diana. Yeah. Where did you see the theme adversity? I saw it with Ezekiel at the beginning of the episode. Ezekiel speaks to the communities with such hope and joy. He talks about sacrifices through the years and how Rick's mission was to build and strengthen the bonds between them and that Rick and Carl envisioned day like that day at the fair. Oh, yeah. And at that moment, they had such hope for the future. But by the end of that episode... And the beginning of the next episode, he lost his son, yeah, Henry, mm-hmm. and his kingdom. Right. How is that for facing adversity? It's the worst. In the last episode, Carol breaks off their engagement. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, talk about devastating losses. Yeah. Although Ezekiel is struggling, he carries on and he still leads his people. And he says... Just because we left our house doesn't mean we lost our home. No. No, because we, you know, we still have to, we're we're together. And he was so passionate about being that, the leader of that community, being together as a fan. Like he, they really developed a community, Mm -hmm. a good, solid community. They had a lot going for them. But after losing so much, you wonder how much some people can take and... Apparently with him, he still rises above that. Yeah. He still sees the hope and the leading of people, which makes him really strong. So I right. really do appreciate him. Right. And, what and he didn't turn through. into like some mad king. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You know, yeah. So that's a really good point. And I love that he brings up Rick. Right. <laughs> and Carl. Uh, so I was like. He's such a good guy. I yeah, mean, when, like you yeah. said, when Carol Take, gives back, tries to give back the ring. Mm-hmm. That just really... Oh, and he says, yeah. I'll always love you. Yeah. <sighs> He's like, please just... Yeah, I love that ring. Yeah. It's such a beautiful ring. And her... Um, I don't know if we're going to talk you know, more into this, but the she says to him, um, I I love the fairy, ta- the fairy tale that we had. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, was this... Some, something really truly meaningful for her was it just like a facade that or like a fantasy that she was living in or did she really take this seriously mm-hmm. and how I think she did but I think with all the loss she's feeling she copes differently yeah I don't know if that were my husband he'd be like tying me up in the basement you're not going anywhere lady you're staying right here <laughs> I know you're mine well that's why he's so you know <laughs> mm-hmm um he does want what's best for her. Yeah. Right? Because you're right. He would have said, you're not leaving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, where else did you see adversity in these episodes? Well, with Lydia mm-hmm. and her guilt, she is extre- she's really yeah. having a difficult time. Yeah. How sad. I would be so devastated. You know, she's it's as much guilt that she's carrying. I mean, it is because of her. These Whispers are connected to her, her mom, Alpha. She's feeling so guilty for his death that she tries to get bit by walkers. She, you know. It was so sad to me mm-hmm. seeing her go through those steps and them filming that. I just thought it was so, oh, so sad. quietly powerful. Right. Yeah, there's a, um, you know, she's still a very young person. Mm-hmm. And... um you know, this is what happens in society when you feel terrible 
about a loss or just, you know, you're, there's a lot of mental health going on. And she doesn't really have any support except for Daryl. He's the only one that is, well, up until a certain point that is um, supporting her or telling her it's okay. You know, other Mm -hmm. people in the group are, you know, looking at her or telling her something. And she's feeling it. She's feeling the pressure. And she heard what Carol, or uh, was it when Ezekiel was talking to Daryl? Is that? No, she heard what Carol and Daryl were talking about. Wasn't that right? Oh, I don't know. And then she mm-hmm. ran off into the woods, and then she that's when she tried to get bit. So mm-hmm. what, what led her to do that was she understood that Daryl did not want to leave the hilltop because Carol and he were talking. She's like, do you want to leave? And he was like, no, I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. And then Lydia overheard them. You think she overheard them? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, because she was off in a distance. And yeah. so then she took off mm-hmm. into the, you know, field. Mm-hmm. And then Carol went after her because yeah. they were, where are they? They stopped for something. I and think he, they were killing the walkers at that point. And isn't that when Ezekiel and Daryl went to go they, down with them? And then that's when... Um, Lydia disappears and okay. then Carol goes and looks for her. Okay. I think that's when all that happens. Yeah. So I feel, you know, and so Daryl's like, well, I'll take her. Mm-hmm. I'll just take her. Mm-hmm. And she didn't want Daryl to make that sacrifice either. Right. Yeah. I believe. Um, so Carol just stood there watching her see what was going to happen. I don't know if I could do that, but I guess Carol is just numb. Yeah. Well, and Carol is facing adversity also with Mm -hmm. all the deaths of her children and children in her care. So even going back as far as Sophia when she lost her daughter Mm -hmm. and earlier Walking Dead and then middle Walking Dead when she loses Lizzie and Mika. Yeah. And now she's lost Henry. I mean, can you imagine all those children? Mm. And and then also just feeling lost. And she tells Daryl that she's losing herself and she has those tears coming down her face and she says, I, you know, basically, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And so she's tested. Her judgment is tested when she sees Lydia, you know, trying to get bit, which mm-hmm. is basically committing suicide and doesn't really say anything. I just thought that was just a profound moment. Both of them quiet. Did you notice that there was no talking for so long? Yeah. You know, Lydia going through that and then Carol coming and watching her. But then they both emerge. Mm-hmm. So we don't know if anything was said or not. But then again, later on, um, Lydia's second attempt to get oh, Carol yeah. to help her mm-hmm. to kill herself. Right. And she says, I'm weak. Right. Just like my mom said. Mm-hmm. And it takes a few minutes and Carol kills that other walker and says, you are not weak. Yeah. And again, they both emerge. And I just think that that was a turning point for Carol mm. to, to some degree because she did help her and she did tell her. And um, I think it's kind of because of Daryl, too, because he says she's a good kid. And I think Carol sees that, too. But I think Carol's just working her way through everything because, yes, she does break up with Ezekiel. And yeah. she's going to go on to Alexandria with the others. Right. So that was it's uh, devastating loss. Right. Uh, that, that scene was quite interesting for me to see Lydia standing up for herself and taking that blame and that initiative 
you know, like, hey, lady, I'm trying to do the right thing and it's my fault. And I think that I I should take the fall for Mm -hmm. this. But I think Carol really understands being that she has lost so many kids. She's seen so many young people go Mm -hmm. that she sees just a kid in Mm -hmm. her, too. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's part of her reflection. And she sees that she is remorseful. It's different when you see somebody remorseful for what they've done. Then you want to help them. Yeah. She had such a messed up life. I know. How do you even... Come back from all uh, yeah, of that? Yeah, right. What if the ta- What if it was Michonne instead of Carol? And Michonne lost Judith to something mm-hmm. like that? Would it be the same, do you yeah. think? I mean, she almost lost Judith. I think, so I think she would do... I feel like Carol's been more out on the edge than... I mean, Michonne has too, but Michonne's never been like... Killing kids and people just to make no. everybody survive the way Carol has. Where I think Carol walks a fine line sometimes. Yeah. You know, she takes it out on walkers. She'll just go out at yes. three in the morning and yeah. just find herself a herd of walkers mm-hmm. and slice all their heads. Well, her and her way was also protecting, right, and mm-hmm. bringing Judith close to her. Yeah. So oh. everybody handles it in their own way. So well, well I look forward to see what happens and. What the timeline will be for the next season. Yes. Okay, Brooke, what other things did you notice in these episodes? Well, I noticed the fact that Carol and Ezekiel are separating. And, you know, due to the loss of a child, I know Mm -hmm. that it's a pretty common thing that happens when, you know, individuals, couples will lose a child. It just seems like that's a creature of habit where, you know, you just kind of part and... Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just too hard to move forward with your spouse or partner where you experience something so traumatic. And it just seemed like, oh, you know, I was really disappointed and sad that they weren't. Well, as of now, they don't seem like they're able to get through it together. So it's best that Carol leaves for a little bit. Maybe Mm -hmm. maybe she'll come back because he still loves her. I hope that they do end up back together I like them as a couple. It was really cute mm-hmm. to see Carol in a good relationship yeah. coming from Ed from so long ago. Oh, yeah. Her abusive husband to yes. a man that loves to cherish her and treat her like a queen. I know. That is sad. I, I So I noticed that. Um, maybe with what you said earlier, maybe she feels she doesn't deserve it for some reason. When you were talking about it being a fan, you know. Mm-hmm fantasy or i don't know i hope she doesn't feel that way like the fantasy is now over because they're like they were in such a different place and now it's like gotten dark again and Mm -hmm. she's lost herself and yeah now she has to maybe um pack up and leave and maybe kill some people you know to get herself back and realize what she had she doesn't want that life anymore you know she doesn't want to be a criminal in the streets I don't know. <laughs> Carol, come yeah, on. I, I mean, know. I just, I'm rooting for you. I really I love know. Carol. I do think it's great steps and it's good writing that they have her breaking up with Ezekiel just shifts her in a new direction. Yeah. I've heard that people are saying that she needs to cut her hair so that oh, she'll be Carol yes, again. Yes, exactly. I've you heard know? that too. And I was, I think, on the Talking Dead, they talked a little bit about that. And she kind of looks at 
Angela King, like, oh, yeah. is that going to happen? <laughs> right. I mean, you kind of when you yeah. break up, like I've, you need I'm a hairstylist, to so yourself, right? Yes. I mean, yeah. I've seen many people go through breakups in my ch- salon chair, and they're uh-huh. like, I need a hair, I need a, like a new a change appearance, like ch- style, yes. you know, and so they'll just cut their hair and it's season 10 we yeah. can do it you and know? i just like i said i don't know the timeline so i'm mm-hmm. wondering if they're what's you mm-hmm. know where they're going to be yeah um ezekiel tries to exile daryl from staying with them at the kingdom slash hilltop yeah and uh ezekiel basically says that he daryl seems to be a distraction to carol and he'd like to move forward without daryl in the picture okay does that mean that their friendship is unwanted between Daryl and Carol, and Ezekiel just is jealous of that relationship? Yeah. Or does he truly think that she'll be distracted and she won't be able to move forward with Ezekiel because she will be blaming Lydia, and Lydia goes with Daryl? I mean, I feel like... Oh, that's true, too. You know? Mm, like you could that, be thinking that. It's interesting because he goes, I don't want to be the bad guy here. Yeah. But... Mm-hmm. I didn't like it when he said it. Like, it bothered me. But then after seeing everything that Ezekiel has gone through and what a good guy he really is, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I can't really blame him for saying this. He really is thinking or trying to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Mano y mano. So, I don't know. What can we do to figure this out? I mean, he mm-hmm. came to him. He had a good talk. Yeah. But, I come on. You know, you wanted Daryl there before this all happened. So that is making me think that Lydia is to blame. And if she stays, he got to go. He got to go. They got to go. Everybody got to (laughs) go. Also, the scene where they crossed the frozen lake, Mm -hmm. that was, you know, it it was chilling, uh, dangerous. They had to make a risky travel in Worcester territory. Oh, which reminded me of a story about um, the Underground Railroad mm-hmm. and this family of six, five or six. They had, I think it was a family of six. So the husband, wife, and her four kids. They were slaves down in the south, and they were escaping slavery through the Underground Railroad. They had to cross a frozen lake Mm. in order to get to the safe house. They crossed that lake. They made it to the safe house, but they were found by the county sheriffs. And they tried to remove them from the house. But the wife did not want to go back to slavery because the consequences Mm -hmm. would be terrible. Mm -hmm. So she did what she had to do or what she thought was best for her kids to free them. She wanted to kill her kids to set them free. Oh the ultimate freedom. Yeah. Oh, God. So that's what that reminded me of because oh, they're technically in the South. Virginia, wherever they are at this mm-hmm. point now, I guess, yeah. Virginia. Maybe. And so that's right there in Underground Railroad territory where they had to flee. And it just, I can't imagine having to do that in the 1800s, I can't imagine doing that in a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Ho- hopefully most of the zombies would be completely frozen because they're cold-blooded. And hopefully they don't have a whole lot of fluids running through their veins anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they, the, the only risk would technically be if the whispers were truly out there in the freezing 
with their rawhide mm-hmm. <laughs> around them to keep them insulated. But I don't know. I wasn't sure that they were even at risk to begin with by whispers or anything in that cold of weather. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, where did you uh, notice anything else? Well, kind of talking about that, uh, the communities facing this adversity while battling the threat of of the world around them. Mm-hmm. I hadn't really thought about that before, and I love that The Walking Dead brings this up. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything was flourishing at the fair. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything, the sun was shining, yeah. the cry, it was so be true. luscious. Everything was yeah. so grown and... It was available to them, and yeah. it was so nice. And then, you know, here comes the weather. The weather, something that you cannot control. Yeah. And it devastates your whole environment mm-hmm. and what you're living off of. I I was like, holy crap. And just heaters, not being able to have heaters. And then having solar panels, but they're not working because the sun's not out. Mm-hmm. So it can't generate heat for you. Mm-hmm. That's like crazy. Well, yeah. I mean. And things just not working. Right. We we have so much in this world. We have so much technology and privileges. And it's, you know, we we forget how much we have. Right. Hopefully in a real apocalypse, this would not be our first winter. We would be prepared <laughs> yeah. for something like that to happen. Yeah. We'd have more than three fireplaces that are functioning. Yeah. We'd be cleaning them yeah, so that they wouldn't cave in on us while we're needing to use them. Yeah. But they only have so m- many resources, right? Because it's hard for them to get out and go out and do things or gather things with right. walkers and whispers all over the place. So. Yes, that is true. I don't know. It just... It just reminded me of how much we have in our world yeah. now, currently, mm-hmm. present, you know. And you, what about Eugene's radio? And at mm. the very end, whose voice is that on the radio? I thought it was going to be Rick's. I was like waiting. Oh. I'm like, because I had heard, read that it could be Rick on that radio. So I was oh. like, oh, is it going to be Rick's voice? And it was like, oh, whose voice is that? But I couldn't really tell. And it didn't sound like him. But who is that voice? And I wonder what... We know it's going to play out in season 10, but it just made me wonder. They talked that it could be the Commonwealth, a new group. Oh. So. Commonwealth. Is wow. Commonwealth that woman? They're from Wall Street or something? <laughs> Where they come from? <laughs> Wait, is the Commonwealth the people that Maggie went with, or is that separate group? I don't know what they're called. Oh. You know what? I still don't know where Maggie is. Where the heck are you, girl? She's with that other woman. The one that had the booklet? The, the library. Yes, oh. yes. The one that gave her I don't know what they're called, but that sounds yeah. about right, if that were true. So mm-hmm. I guess, I mean, I, I don't know where I missed the fact that she went with somebody. I was like, where did yeah. she go? Commonwealth. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know who the Commonwealth are, but they are in the comics, and it they're thinking that it could be them. It's hilarious. You know, I've been listening to other people in their shows, and they're like... It's Maggie, and I mean, I love Maggie, and I support everyone in the cast, but it's pretty funny that they're all waiting for Whiskey Cavalier to end so that Maggie can just come back. (laughs) So they're like, it's Maggie. Yeah, she's coming back. (laughs) 
Well, we know she's going to come back at some point anyways. I don't think it's her because that would just be too obvious and not anything exciting, right? Because we know that she's going to reconnect. They've sent messages to her, so she will yeah. be back. I want it to be somebody well, new. I mean, it. I, I feel like it, it's got to be somebody new because... Or I thought it could be wherever Rick is at. Mm-hmm. Who's to say? I don't know. Yeah. Okay, we have to talk about Alpha. Yeah. Through all these episodes. Okay. So, one... Mm-hmm. All those walkers in that canyon that she showed to Daryl. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many were in there? Um, like millions. Yeah, I, it was. They hundreds just collected of thousands. them all. Yes, up. it's like that is scary. That is how it was when. Mm-hmm. Uh, the quarry. Yes, mm-hmm. the quarry where they had all those walkers yeah. there too. I'm like, holy crap! And she's threatening. You know, Daryl with, you know, we can, if you cross into our territories, we're going to let these, you know, lead these hordes of walkers to your community, which is very scary. And then, you know, when that couple in the very beginning of these episodes, Uh the one that she ends up scalping, but they were so happy. Mm -hmm. And and it's funny, but it only took a few minutes. And I felt, I felt for these, this couple. They were happy, you know, happy anniversary. anniversary. Yeah. and, And kind of showed you three points in their journey mm-hmm. in the beginning when they're fighting walkers and then when they get to um the kingdom and then it's, they're at the kingdom the hilltop. Right? or is it hilltop? oh they yeah 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 hilltop that's right because mm-hmm. they made the she made the coins you know about excited about going to the fair and then here she goes and scalps the poor woman and she's singing a happy cheerful song as she's do scalping the poor lady yeah Taking her off. I mean, Alpha is just like scary. Yep. And then she has Beta whip her. That's just weird. And basically, like she is having him prepare her. That's just. I don't. I was so confused. Prepare her for taking being strong. I don't know that because those are the same marks that she had. Um, given to Lydia. Yeah. And now she's having Beta do them to her. That's just so creepy. Yeah. And, you know, killing... Then she killed that Whisperer, her own people. Well, she doesn't really care about anybody, but she killed that Whisperer because he saw her cry. Yeah. Yet she allowed Beta to see her in the same condition. So there is a relationship there that Mm -hmm. she's, you know, being her secondhand man. But, I mean, that woman is ruthless. Mm Mm-hmm. And scary, but I do like that about her because she's so scary. Yeah. You don't want to cross her. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't even look at her. I think that would be the safest thing. Just walk past. Don't even... Just keep your head down. (laughs) Keep your head down. (laughs) Okay. So let's talk about why we love The Walking Dead. So, Brooke? Yes. Why do you love The Walking Dead? (laughs) I love The Mm -hmm. Walking Dead because of the special effects... And I loved the frozen solid walkers when their heads crumbled into pieces after Michonne slices their heads. There were so many ways to, there are so many ways to kill a walker. And if an icicle is within reach, stab it through the eye. I know, I love that. Icicle. (laughs) Very cool. And Diana, why do you love The Walking Dead? I love The Walking Dead because they gave us snow. It was incredible, and I loved it. It was a new adventure, which was thrilling and frightening, 
and unexpected. They have reinvented The Walking Dead with season nine. I mean, Angela Kang has brought new life and direction. The directors, the writers, the crew, the set designers, they're all craftsmen. And the actors are phenomenal, and they make us care about the characters. And I love them. Yep. I love the snow. I thought that was... Did you watch The Talking Dead on how they did the yes. set? That's cool. Uh, it's like, wow, that's really... I know. Amazing. It is. I thought it was totally amazing. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know, it was a big, huge... Um, warehouse. Warehouse. Like a huge, huge one. Huge one. The biggest one they could find. Yeah. And they had to make it look like they were out in the snow, which was... Yeah. it. They did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I they, thought they were. I thought they were out in the environment, and they just like put stuff down to make it look like snow. But. It's crazy how they were able to do that. So awesome! So mm-hmm. much time to put the, to build it. I mean, they yeah. literally built it from the ground yeah. up. This set and the actors to bring you as to if they were really experiencing that condition, yeah. right? How about the ending of the storm when they all had the snowball fight? We mm-hmm. didn't really talk about that. What did you mm-hmm. think about that? Um, I, I loved it. Yeah. I, um, it just brought hope. Yeah. And it was, it was, it just, it was cute. Yeah. I, really I feel like there it. should yeah. be like Christmas trees or something. They should decorate <laughs> for Christmas. Now that they have snow, like we need to start yeah. doing a Christmas special. Yeah. A <laughs> Christmas special. <laughs> well, la, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> but really, though, they were super excited to do the snow, and yeah. I'm—I was right there with them. Like, oh, there is that extreme weather condition, and mm-hmm. it's like so good to see that part into this time. It's always hot and sweaty, mosquitoes everywhere. Yeah. So it's nice to change yeah. it up. Really nice to yeah. see that. I was happy. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, we are at our segment, and the award goes to. So, Brooke, what is your favorite quote, character, or moment in these episodes? My favorite character and and moment is actually when, in the storm, when Negan, during the snowstorm, they he's tied up and he's having that conversation with Father Gabriel, Rosita, Sadiq, and Eugene, and even Judith is there, and she reminds him, language, her little voice uh-huh. in the background. I just love that. It was so cute. Their relationship is so endearing and sweet to me. Everyone turned in reaction to her, and um, also when Judith ran off to find Dog, when they were all walking together with mm-hmm. that rope, and Negan did not think twice, and he ran right after her. He's, Judith! I love that. Mm-hmm. He's just so caring for her and he genuinely loves her and proves his love for her by risking his life and brought her back to safety yeah he did Mm -hmm. and even he brought dog so hey daryl you remember (laughs) that okay he got your dog (laughs) how about you where did what was your favorite my favorite most definitely was Sadiq. Mm-hmm. And his speech mm. was emotionally healing and inspiring. And without it, I think all the communities would have been gutted, vengeful, and hopeless. And I loved his tribute to those that died and making them heroes. I thought he was the perfect pick. Yeah. And um, 
his eyelashes. I know. I know that. Right? I noticed that too. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, look at those eyelashes when he speaks. But yeah. it was so from the heart. And I just, it's probably one of my favorite moments. Like, it is like one of my favorite moments of the ever episodes. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. I, I did, did a, a good couple. job with that. Yeah. So I'll always remember that. And I'll always, I'll, I'll love that part. I'll always want to watch that. Oh, yeah. So. Watching that speech, yeah, it would just make me cry. People could have just gone down the road. Let's get on our horses. Go kill them. Let's go whatever. Yeah. But we had, we, yeah, they're like, we also, I think it just gave so much value to the people that died. Yeah. Because really people want to know, you know, when people pass, I think anyways, this is how I would feel. You want to know how special that person that passed is and yeah. what an impact that they made. And I think that's what he gave all of them. Well, it gives me goosebumps when yeah. he talks about um, Ozzy in them, the other highwayman, and um, giving them that DJ. break. Yeah. yeah, that gives me the huge, huge, huge goosebumps. And he, oh, yeah, I don't know that scene. Fighting for each other, yeah. even though they didn't know each other. They were brave. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. I'm gonna start crying now. <laughs> Very good episodes, people. Watch yeah. The Walking Dead. It's Sad. awesome. <laughs> okay, so now we are at our segment of what are you currently watching? So, Brooke, what are you currently watching? Well, this week was an interesting week. I had uh, not a whole lot of time to watch, oh, you know, much during the work week, but I did catch a lot of PBS this week, and I want everybody to know i tell everybody all the time i <laughs> love pbs it is so informative i feel smarter when i watch tv uh -huh. because i watch pbs <laughs> <laughs> so i didn't get to watch everything that i recorded so i recorded a lot but um part of what i did watch was um, a movie called the central park five and it's a documentary about five young teenagers who were accused for a crime in central park new york's in new york city and they were coerced by detectives into thinking mm. and confessing a crime that they did not commit mm. and because they were so young they just it was so vulnerable to watch them and what they had to go through so they interviewed them in the future and then they had shown the video of their confessions which i have three boys i've been through the teenage years with at least one of them i can't imagine my son being interrogated and convicted and coerced of a crime that yeah. he didn't commit yeah nobody really knew that other than those people interview well I mean, with all the evidence and the proof and everything that comes out, I just, I cannot believe what they had to go through, mm -hmm. those young people. I recommend this. It mm -hmm. was, uh, I think it was filmed in like 2013, so it's not too oh. far, but it's worth watching. Yeah. I It was on TV and I sat down, I'm like, I'm going to check this out just a few minutes and then I'm going to watch This Is Us because I'm trying to catch up to the new season. Yeah. I'm on season two. Um, but I stuck through the whole thing. I was glued to this documentary. So if you get a chance, please check it out. Um, we also went to go to the theater, and we saw Captain Marvel. 
And that's the backstory on Captain Marvel mm-hmm. so that we know who she is in Avengers The Endgame. Oh, do I need to watch that before um, I watch The Endgame? I mean, maybe. Mm-hmm. It has a little bit of a backstory on Nick Fury. Okay. Samuel L. Jackson's character. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it's worth watching. It was... I don't want to, you know, downplay it, but I thought it was better than I expected. Okay. And I liked her as an actress. I liked her backstory was, you know, it was good to know because bef- without knowing or watching this movie, I'm like, well, who is she and why? And is she going to save civilization on Earth? Like, what well, you kind of need to know yeah. her powers. Okay. So I think it's worth it. Um, there's not a whole lot of time left because Endgame is coming up really soon. I, I want to see that. Yeah, I've okay. got to get my tickets this week so that I make sure that we all <laughs> get in there when we want. Um, last night, I stayed up super late because I'm like, I want to watch something new. And Saturday nights are my nights so I could stay up late and wake up with no alarm. And I watched the Oscar nominee movie by Glenn Close. It's called The Wife. And you actually the one that told me about it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about mm-hmm. it before. But I know that she was nominated for Best Actress, and Mm -hmm. so I thought, okay, it's on my list. I put it on my Netflix DVD queue, and I watched it last night. Um, I think she did a really good job. The story, after thinking about it, it's an empowering story for women. And I think uh, it could be worth watching. It depends on your genre. I'm really into so many different types of movies. It's a drama. It's a uh, quiet drama, so it's just very at its own pace. It's kind of hard to describe, but it basically just goes into the depth of their husband relationship. and wife relationship. Mm-hmm. And they've been married for, it appears to be like over 30 years. And so they go back to when they met, and it's their, their drama. I mean, as um, successful as they are, they had a dramatic lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And it, it, you know, it's kind of does a little tailspin at the end. So it's, a, you know, okay. a little bit. Yeah. But before um, we move on, I do want to share with you that I did watch Triple Frontier. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because you were... You, yeah. Um, I liked it. Yeah. I had issues with that movie. But yeah. overall, it was yeah. like, you know, I like a heist. I, I could do a good, uh-huh. you know, uh, drug lord type yeah. movie. Uh-huh. So I'm glad I watched it. I... Don't want to give too much away, but I Ben Affleck annoyed the heck out oh, of me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, dude, <laughs> I know what the heck. I know who are you? I yeah. don't even know you. Like you split personality. Like what happened to you? Yeah, <laughs> so, I agree. That really bothered me. Mm-hmm. But gosh, the greed. Exactly. That's what, what? I, I know. I would have been perfectly yes. happy with a million dollars. That's what was killing me. But I think that's why I appreciated the movie, because it wasn't typical. It wasn't just your regular, oh, they're going to go do this. And you said, oh, they're going to get away with it. And how do they get away with that? I'm like, oh, they don't really get away with it. It's because greed plays a, a major role for some yeah. of them. Yeah. Not all of them were super greedy, but no, some I was, of them. So I was like was, doing yeah. this the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? All these sound effects are like, oh my gosh. <laughs> the whole time is crazy. Yeah, so, yeah, I did yeah, watch it. But yeah. um, what do you watch, Diana? So, 
for TV shows, of course, I watch This Is Us. I'm on the current season, and it ended um, with some questions. But oh. I was, I don't want to give too much away because you are not up to date. And maybe, I don't know if our listeners are. But it's been pretty good. I, I love the show, and I love, you know, Randall and Randall and Beth. Yeah. And um, all of them, all the siblings. I just love mm-hmm. them all. So, you know, it's great. It's good. And, okay. it, and some things did come to a resolution that I'm happy about. Cool. And But then it brought up more questions, too. So, oh, man. Yep. Yeah. So, so they get good. you. Yeah. So movies. I watched really good movies, I felt, in the last two weeks. So I went to the movie theaters and I watched Us. It's a horror Ooh. thriller written, produced, yeah. and directed by Jordan Peele. And um, you might not know that if you're living under a rock. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was really good. I really liked it. I I kind of left wanting a little bit more, but I don't know what, why. I'm like, why okay. do I feel that? Why? Why? And I thought, because I wasn't super duper scared, um, but I thought it was well done. Mm-hmm. And after thinking about it and talking about it, uh, a couple of my kids went um, with their girlfriends and we were discussing it. Then I realized that there were... You see, you, it, once you watch it, you almost have to rewatch it again because oh. what, once you know what has happened and you go back, you start seeing these little things. And oh, I yeah. think that's why it was so smartly written and people were saying, you know, giving him so much credit because it was really well done. And I thought, oh, yeah, you're right. And oh, I didn't catch that. And so it's almost like you have to go back and rewatch it. So, okay. and I think that if I did. I'd appreciate it even more. Right. And so um, I did like it, though. Um, And then uh, I watched Aquaman, a superhero film starring Jason Momoa, Mm -hmm. if that's how you pronounce his name. But, um, yeah. It was on new release now? I think I had to buy it. I had to rent it. Rent. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. uh, On um, demand. Yeah, on, on demand. Okay. But need I say more, Jason Momoa? <laughs> no, that's it. He was, yeah. It should I, just been named Jason Momoa. I know, right? I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I liked, I liked this film. That's yeah. what I have to say. And I will say, I didn't realize Nicole Kidman was in it, and mm-hmm. I really like her in yeah. it too. Yeah, big oh little God, lies. I love you, Nicole yeah. Kidman. I know. Um, and then. Two movies that I watched because you kept telling me I need to watch. And one was The Favorite. Mm -hmm. And it's from director Yorgos Lanthimos, starring Olivia Coleman, Rachel Weisz, and Emma Stone. And it's superbly cast. Yeah. And I did really like it. (laughs) And it's just, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. It reminded me a little bit of Dangerous Liaisons, which I love. It's all like the backstabbing, you know, just... It, but it's all about women, right? right? Women, sex, and backstabbing is right. basically what the favorite the triangle. is about. Yeah. yeah, of trying to outwit the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, and r- rising up, you know, and taking power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And control. So it was, um, it was good. Was it and 17th century time period, I think? 17- 1700s. Yeah. So. So Queen Anne. Yeah. And then I saw The Green Book, mm-hmm. a movie about two men, an African-American world-class pianist and an Italian-American tough-talking bouncer who work together and form a bond despite their differences, stars Mahershala Ali 
and Vigo Mortensen, and they were really good. And I agree with you. I really did like it. Yeah. Made me hungry. Um, because <laughs> they were always eating. Yeah, yeah. fried chicken, that yeah. sandwich, the the meatball sub that his wife made for yeah. their first. Yeah. And then he ate it. He didn't want to share because he thought he was being kind of a little jerk, you know? Yeah, yeah it was tough to watch, though. Yeah. You know, certain things would happen. And, of course, it just bugs the crap out of you. And and there were some things, you know, when, you know, Bigo tells him that he's more... I don't know if he, he says I'm more black than I'm you. I'm more are. black than you. Yeah, and I'm like He's mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, no. Yeah. And but I loved um uh what's his first name? Sure Joe Shirt what's his first name? Whatever is it is, Shirley. Professor or Doctor Shirley. Mm-hmm. Um when he tells him, you know, I'm not black enough for this group, I'm yeah. not white enough for so this sad. group, I'm not man enough for this right. group. Oh my god, that was a powerful speech. Well it's it's it, like, it I happens. don't fit in. I yeah. don't fit in. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that was so good. I can relate to that. Yeah. And, you know, that's a talk in yeah. our home right now with Gabriel. Yeah. He's like, I'm like, son, you have, you are so diverse. Like your group mm-hmm. is so diverse. Mm-hmm. We live in the Silicon Valley, the heart of Silicon Valley. Like you have so many ethnic groups of social groups. I felt the same way. Yeah. I know what it's like. I can relate to that. Yeah. So it was very moving. And it's, you know, I'm so glad that his voice was heard by Viggo Mortensen's character. Yeah. And he was accepted into their Italian family. And I just, I really loved the ending Yeah, of that movie. Yeah. Talk about a Merry Christmas. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. So I liked it. So all the movies I saw were very good. So I'm really happy. Awesome. With that. That's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful you tuned in and hope something we said today resonated with you and gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity or inspiration. Please subscribe to our podcast and tell a friend. We would love more members of our TV club. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. We need your feedback. We will be uploading a new episode Tuesday, April 23rd. Next show will be on Game of Thrones Season 8. Yes. You can find our blog listed in our show notes. See you next time. Bye. Bye.